Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! A weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. Hey everybody, Mitzi Connor, and thank you for tuning in to another fantastical episode of the FinTech Friday podcast. This week we sat down with Brennan Holt Dunn, who is the managing partner of the Holt Accelerator. Brennan, thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it and excited to talk. Yeah, for sure. So Brennan, for I guess the five or six people that may not know what the Holt Accelerator is, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about what it is and a little bit more about your background? Sure. Uh, maybe the easiest way to start with my background and kind of segue into how we started the Holt Accelerator. So uh, originally we are a fifth generation family office. That's our core business called Holden Family Office. Where that came from is uh, from my great, great grandfather, Sir Herbert Holt. Came over from Ireland to Canada, uh, was extremely successful, controlled over 300 businesses around the world. For non-Canadians, most notably, uh, longest serving president and chairman of the Royal Bank of Canada for around 35 years. Uh, CP Rail uh, and Montreal Light Heat and Power, which is one of the largest uh, energy producers in North and South America. Uh, that was nationalized and still exists today as Quebec Hydro. Since then, we were a single-family office for four generations, and now we're a multifamily office, which means we manage our family's assets alongside those of our friends and other and friends, high net worth individuals, other families, or charitable institutions, endowments, or foundations. We don't manage any institutional money, uh, but our background has always been in finance. And then, as we got more and more clients in the multifamily office, we were investing, as our family always had, in venture capital or private equity, but we had to take into consideration we had other clients to look after. And when we started to do more VC specifically, uh, we realized that anything outside of finance-related investments, we're better off being a co-investor, not being really a lead, acting in more of a passive approach and, and relying on our partners who are experts in the field, be it real estate or, or wherever, to source and, and vet the deals and bring us on. But on the finance side, that's where we believe we really have an expertise. We have a knowledge base and our network is all around finance, giving our banking history. So we felt that we wanted to be more active in the fintech space when we're doing our investments. And we felt that given that, the best way to do that is to have our own accelerator. So that's where Holt Fintech Accelerator came from. Obviously named it Holt in honor of my great-great-grandfather and only focused on fintech investments. So we're super laser focused on what we're doing. We're not diverging into real estate or anything else that we can't pretend to be experts in. So it's fintech only, and it's there for us and for all of our partners and our clients and our investors and our network to source the best top 10 roughly quality fintech ideas every year from around the world, to bring them to Montreal, to encircle them in our, in our ecosystem and embrace them in our network uh, and help them grow. How important are accelerators such as yourself in the fintech space, right? Because, you know, startups are really hot right now. I mean, there's, there's tons of accelerators, there's tons of incubators, and there's tons of other programs for financial tech companies um, or just any startup company um, to really get into. So I guess my question to you is, yeah, why, do you, why are accelerators such as yourself important for fintech companies? Yeah, well, I think, A, it, first it has to be on the quality of the accelerator itself. You know, obviously, you know, if, you, if it's a sub-performing company or partner you're working with, then the quality of uh, you're going to get out of it uh, isn't going to be that great. But let's put it aside and say any good accelerator in any industry is very beneficial for startups. So uh, that's a general approach. Now, if we're talking about fintech specifically or, or Holt fintech, um, I think it's super, super, very important in the sense that 
uh, all these startups want, they want, what do they need? They need access to a network, be it, you know, investors or uh, strategic partners or financial institutions to work with. They need capital and they need guidance on how to structure and, and operate in a professional manner and get their due diligence and everything or, and their corporate uh, governance in order. That's what an accelerator does if it's doing its job. We have over 200 advisors from around, you know, 30 to 50 of the top VC funds around the world. Most of the bank, most if not all of the banks in Canada, some from the States and we're growing our banking partnerships globally and access to capital. Uh, and then we have legal teams, financing teams and accounting teams and also sit down and help them structure themselves. Um, and that's what we do. We accelerate their growth. So they come and work with us in a, in a three month, uh, very you know, intense program. We, at the beginning, we figure out what their top three needs are during that program. So each company might have a d different needs and we tailor the program for them. So some might need their first institutional client. They've got their product ready. They've got their marketing. Everything else is great. They just need network. We'll focus on making the pro proper introductions to C-level um, executives at banks or financial institutions or VC funds to them. Others might need help structuring or getting their product finalized. So we'll tailor the program to them. But what we're building is a customized program where the goal is at the end of the program, they're ready for the raise. They've got everything structured. They've got their valuations, their financials, everything prepared where they can be successful. And we've opened them up to our network to allow them to access whoever they need to get their either their first client or to grow, grow revenue. That's incredible. Yeah. You mentioned something really important, uh, customized programs, right? I mean, having an accelerator, having a incubator, having a program to help startup companies grow. It's very important to be as flexible as you possibly can because in the startup in the startup world, everything changes uh, on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis, if not an hourly basis, right? Like things change, things get moved around. So like creating more flexible program, creating a program that is right for every single company that does come in, I think that's very, very crucial. So we have had had Commercial Passport uh, on the show in the past, uh, which yes. is actually a part of Hold Accelerator. So uh, I guess, could you just let us know, what do you guys look for in a company before you take them on and what your bar of entry is, right? Because you talked about you guys do have an intensive program, customized program. Could you just give us, I guess, a walkthrough of how to get into Holt and take it from there? 100%. Bryce is a rock star. Uh, he's one of our, our, we have a lot of great teams. I think all of them are great teams from our first cohort, so we're quite lucky. Uh, I think that also comes down to our screen process. And, and, you know, Bryce is a testament to that. Uh, he's doing very well and congratulations to his, his success to date. As it relates in general to how you get into the accelerator, uh, obviously everyone first goes to our website and they fill out an application during the application window, which is now closed for this year. Uh, in our first year, if we're referencing Bryce, for example, I think we had 405 applications during a two month application window from around the world. I forget all the stats, but I think from over 50 companies, uh, sorry, not companies, 50 countries. Uh, from there, uh, it, it whittles down between who's actually com fully completed the entire application. So let's say out of the 400, I assume 250 to 300 of those are fully complete. Uh, the ones that weren't completed, obviously, we don't, we, we don't throw out, but we, they, they can't move to the next step. Then we, we vet them based on, you know, we know or we are in constant communication with our VC funds and our, our financial institutions, and, and they give us lists of the challenges, the problems they're looking to solve. Uh, so we take that list because those are our partners and those are the ones most likely if it's a VC fund to be writing a check at the end of the program or if a financial institution to be either partnering or doing a POC with them or entering some, some type of relationship with them. So it's important for us to see what challenges or what the market is looking for in terms of fintechs for that year. Uh, so we take that and we take the top 300 and, and we'll narrow that down to 100. Not saying the other 200 aren't good. It just means they're not a fit 
currently for what our partners are looking for or what the demand is in the, in the marketplace currently. Uh, that top 100, that's when we go into uh, what we call it. It's the face-to-face the -face conversations. Obviously, not everyone's located in Montreal or Toronto. So we do that all through video chats. On those video chats, there's 30 minutes, and it's always someone from Holt, myself or Jan Arp or our team, and uh, an advisor. Mostly VC funds at that point because they're very good at getting the due diligence and asking the correct questions about betting a, a startup. But there's always an advisor uh, on the call, which shows the commitment that our advisors are, are bringing and providing to Holt. Uh, so we use their feedback. We have 30-minute calls with those top 100 teams. We take the feedback from whoever's on the call. There's two or three people on the call. And we add up their scores. And then, obviously, we have a ranking of the top 100 people, the top 100 companies. Uh, and then we'll top 30, roughly 30 to 40, if there's ties or whatever, uh, are invited to uh, a formal what we call Selection Day event in Montreal, uh, where they have to hopefully attend in person. On our first year, we unfortunately had a couple of people that due to visa requirements had to participate remotely. But the goal is to have all the top 30 to 40 teams in person in Montreal for a two-day event. What happens there is, is, is speed dating. So they will have a booth. They can set it up and obviously get everything ready. And every 15 minutes, they're meeting a team of three to five advisors. Um, we group the advisors together. Maybe it's like four people from one bank or for people from different VC funds. We obviously want to make sure it's a good team of people, but they don't all have to be related. Um, but it's speed dating for about five or six hours uh, uh, each day. And then the first day would be 15 teams and the second day would be the next 15 teams. So that's very powerful. Uh, just for the startups alone, you get access to, I think last year we had 300 attendees at that event. Um, so very powerful, very valuable for the startups just to attend that event. Uh, and then from there, once again, all the advisors and all the participants and attendees of those speed dating, uh, the speed dating event in Montreal, they score every team based on a, a system that we prepared. And then we rank the top 30 teams and get feedback. And if we know, a, hey, every single bank has rated this company in the top five, then obviously we're going to pick those. So we take the ratings and the feedback from all of our participants and advisors, which are the VC funds and the banks and the financial institutions and, and high, or angel investors. And we use that and we put it all together and, and hopefully we have a consensus of the top 10. And then the goal is from there to pick the top 10 and invite them, formally invite them to participate in that year's cohort. That was last year. This year we had over 530 applications, even more fully completed. So it's showing that our brand and our reputation is growing globally. And shocking, we, we've actually, I think we have extremely strong cohort this year, which is hard to compete to or beat last year's cohort, which I think was amazing for our first year. So we're, getting, we're constantly getting strong teams from around the world. Uh, obviously, since we haven't picked the top teams, I can't give a breakdown of where they're going to be based. Um, but it's definitely a global reach. So it's very exciting uh, and I think a very a valuable uh, process for startups to go through and hopefully they can be in the top 10. Yeah, no, that's incredible. I mean, um, I guess from the start of this show, a lot of people um, may have had the, I guess, idea in their head that like, oh, you know, like cult accelerators is a very... Um, small accelerator. They're just, you know, they're just on their way. They're growing and, you know, they're, they're on the route to be something big. But like the fact that you guys are growing from 300 to 500 already going globally um, and under what, five years, that's that in and of itself is a pretty incredible accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, this is year two. This is year two. That, like, that's, that's a very incredible ac accomplishment, right? So you guys do have, uh, if people actually check out the Halt Accelerator website, um, you guys have a pretty pretty great breakdown of all the companies um, that did accepted uh, in your cohort, um, which happens to be a very di diverse group of people. Um, how do you, 
how do you kind of see yourself expanding into um, maybe other aspects of, I guess, technology? And um, I guess hopefully you can answer this. What other programs do you see roll out in the future? I mean, do you guys see yourself maybe even having like a very AI focused kind of an accelerator or maybe something else? Yeah. So how do you guys kind of see Holt Accelerator growing in the next, I guess, five to 10 years? Uh, it's a great question. And we actually have a full shareholding uh, in, after selection days, which are next week in Montreal, uh, to discuss that. Um, I think first off, uh, on the growth, we're still going to always remain laser focused. So it's only going to be fintech. We're not going to pretend to become real estate experts and create a real estate accelerator. Uh, that's not our vision here. We don't want to be generalists. We don't want to dilute our brand or, or get greedy and try to do something stupid and pretend to be something we're not. So anything we do in the future, it's always going to be fintech related. That's our expertise. That's our background. That's our network. And that's our reputation. So it's always going to be fintech. As it relates to maybe something specific AI, in fintech, you can argue that any fintech company needs some type of AI. So um, whether they've incorporated or not, most of them could or will benefit from AI. So you know we're we're able to partner with you know one of the top AI companies in, in Canada, Strategy AI, as well as as the, the universities and schools in Montreal as well, the nonprofits. Which, as we all know, AI is one of the world's. Uh, sorry, Montreal is one of the world's leader in AI. So, if we see a fintech company that needs or, or guidance or help in their AI, we have the network and the partners to be able to assist them in that. But to have an AI-focused fintech, not really possible. So, I think fintech, most fintechs already will or need AI. If we were to have an AI-focused company accelerator, it wouldn't really be fintech-focused. So, I think we'd stay away from that. Um, because again, we want to be laser focused on fintech. As it relates to our growth, what we have seen is is not everyone can make the, the trip or the journey to Canada for the accelerator. So how do you grow and still work with these great startups from around the world? Uh, is I think our vision is to create hubs in different jurisdictions around the world. The mm. same the same strategy, the same vision. It's just having more specific local partners. So obviously in Canada, we have strong relationships with the Canadian banks, which is your, your key demographic if you're going to be doing business in Canada. So if we were looking to do something in Australia, we would then partner with the Australian banks and the, get a network of Australian venture capital funds or Australian angel investors or Asia APAC specific partners. Same thing for Europe and Latin America. So I think our growth is to create hubs of the Holt FinTech Accelerator in different jurisdictions so that we can basically, in let's say Latin America, we can get all the Latin American teams to go to the Latin American FinTech Accelerator and have relationships with the, the financial institutions, the VC funds and the angel investors that are very well connected and do business in Latin America. Uh, which could be different partners than in Canada. Because if you're a Latin American company which we, uh, that made it to the, to the Canadian FinTech Accelerator, hopefully we can definitely, we're, if we bring you, we, we know we can add value. But it might not be, you, the Canadian banks might not be the partners that you're looking for originally. You want to be strong in your local market, which would be Latin America, back in Latin America. Same for Europe or, or Australia or other areas around the world. So I think our growth model is to create specific hubs in different jurisdictions to allow uh, more localized partners uh, in those areas to work with the local fintechs to really create localized ecosystems so these companies can then you know basically grow uh, and, and dominate their local market and then work with our other hubs around the world to expand throughout our network so basically creating a global ecosystem with local hubs and then piggybacking from that into other jurisdictions with trusted friends and partners throughout the accelerator yeah, no, that makes uh, that that seems to make a lot of sense. I mean, fintech is uh, globally, it's it's a very it's becoming a very very powerful industry. You're having 
um, like like some of the places you've mentioned, like Latin America specifically is doing amazing. Um, there's a lot of really amazing fintech companies coming out of Latin America doing some really incredible work, which is going to help a tons and tons of people. So what is the most exciting aspect of fintech for you? And what are you most excited about when it comes to fintech? I mean, you guys have a lot of amazing companies. You might be biased on some, maybe not. But yeah, to you, what are you most excited about when it comes to fintech because of your very deep rooted family history? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, trying to figure out how to answer that. I think fintech in general excites me simply because it's constantly evolving how the world does business. Everyone touches financial institutions as a client, as a partner, et cetera. Right. Um, so fintechs in general, any of our fintechs that we, you know, we're honored to work with last year and, and the ones that we will be working with this year and the, the future cohorts, every one of them is solving a problem to make the ease of business better, whether it's from a KYC AML problem like, like Bryce, whether it's from credits, credit scoring like Kuru Credit, uh, other ways, or just all fintechs do is they have these, they see these problems in their personal lives or however they come up with their ideas that they've had in the financial, in the financial industry and they create, a, they create a solution through their startup. So I'm just excited about fintech in general simply because they're, they are trying to make everyone's lives around the world better and easier. You know, all of us touch finance. Sometimes we have, we have headaches, we have problems. We don't wait like waiting in lines at the banks, et cetera, et cetera. Wires get lost. Clearance takes too long. You're to get approved to invest in a fund takes a month nowadays. So everyone we're looking at has, is taking a problem in the financial industry and, and solving that. So in general, uh, everyone should be supportive of fintech startups because they make people's lives around the world easier. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Fintechs really make a lot of lives easier. I mean, that's kind of uh, the reason why fintech kind of started uh, in the first place. Could you let the audience know what the, I don't, not, not, not too sure if you can share this, what the fintech show is. Um, I tried, yeah. tried Googling this. I tried, re, no, I didn't find nothing on this. Yeah. What is the fintech show? Could you let us yeah. know? And just going back to the last question, just thinking, you know, yeah, what no, excites please. me is the fact that all these giant banks, they are amazing. They're very good at what they do and they, we need them. Right. But any in business that that's big, it can't move quickly. Right. So sure. the, 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 the point of, of FinTech uh, or any startup in any you know, industry, but let's focus on FinTech is to, is to solve the problems that the banks can't, right. They are small, they are nimble, they can move quickly, they can come up with ideas and they can test them out. And if it works, then they have the partners who can adopt it and take it to a global scale to their client base. Um, so definitely very excited about fintechs because they can work can solve the, the current problems that people have in the world. And then we can bring them to the partners to basically take that out to the masses. As it relates to the, uh, the, the show itself, that yeah. is Jan Arp, the managing partner's baby. Um, so whatever, mostly every accelerator does around the world at the end of the, the three month program is they, they have what's called maybe a demo day. That's when all the teams have finished uh, the three month program and you put on a basically a, a pitch a pitch show a, a pitch contest in a sense where you invite as many people as you can all your advisors VC funds potential investors and all the teams you know get on stage and they present who they are so it's their final chance at the end to present their company you know we've been t polishing them and their pitch for the last three months and they open up the round so I'm Brendan Dunn I started this company this is what I do you know it's about a five or ten minute presentation I'm raising this amount of money at this valuation and this is what I'm going to use the money for that's the uh, standard thing 
right? Oh, okay. But what, yeah. what we've done is and what Jan has done, give him full credit, is make it more fun. Most of those things are, are, are dry, you very know, dry. institutional, very dry. Yeah, sitting there and just blah, 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 and everyone yeah. falls asleep. Jan has, has taken it to a next level. We've gotten rave feedback from last year, and he's even going to up the ante this year. He's turned it into a, a show, a full, actual, entertaining, enjoyable show, just like not going to a movie, but it's like going to a live play. Teams still have the chance to, to put across and pitch what they're doing, but the audience is engaged, intera- they're interactive, and they're not falling asleep. So they, you know, from last year's, which is our first year's, nothing but amazing feedback and chop and awe on what we, we accomplished during that show. Uh, and hats off to Jan. At the end of the day, it's as simple as it is a demo day where the, the teams are pitching, but it's in more entertaining, enjoyable atmosphere with a little bit of, I guess, entertainment around there, potentially maybe some Cirque du Soleil people there this year. So it's just making it more audience friendly uh, and allowing people to enjoy the moment and focus more. And have some cocktails, some food. You know, it's a great, it's a great evening where people are actually excited to go. You know, other normally people are like, oh, I have to go to a demo day because I'm an advisor. Of this it's going to be quite boring. People have said, when when is your fintech show? I'm excited to go. Last year was amazing. Let's do this again. Like hats off to what you've done. So that's what it is. And 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 congratulations to Jan to coming up with that vision. And you know, he kind of keeps it closely guarded. So I'm excited to see what he does this year too. Hey, I'm excited with the Cirque du Soleil people. You sold me on that. I'm like, that's what I expected. I'm like, I'm expecting like a magician, maybe some stand-up. I don't know, some like crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. We, we, try to, we try to make it fun. And it, but at the end of the day, the teams, the, this is the important part. Each team still has their time to present themselves. Uh, it's just that the, the audience is more awake and having fun and, and therefore able to focus on what people are saying. Yeah, now I'm thinking of somebody pitching their company while juggling knives. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, Brendan, could you, lastly but not leastly, could you let us know the best way for the audience to either reach out to you personally and or Holt Accelerator? Yeah, generally to Holt Accelerator, obviously uh, info at holtaccelerator.ai. My personal email is brendan at holtaccelerator.ai and, and happy to talk to anybody. And if people want to apply, I think it's on the website, holtaccelerator.ai. AI slash apply. Um, co- the the application is closed for this year, but people can already start submitting for next year. You know, it's always somewhat open for people to apply, and then you know we close it a couple months before we start selection days for next year. Uh, but we have a database of, of thousands of startups around the world now. We're tracking them, we're monitoring them, and we're going to be creating an ecosystem where everyone, even if you don't make the accelerator, can still participate in our network. So uh, very excited for the future, and, and looking forward to meeting this year's cohort. Hey, you and me both. Brennan, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. And I am super excited uh, to have you back on. Uh, It's a pleasure. Thank you so much and always available. Awesome. Take care, man. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into FinTech Fridays. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify for iTunes. If you could leave us a five-star rating and a review, that'd mean the absolute world to us. And it gives me a better understanding of essentially what your thoughts are. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, feel free to email us at info at ncfacanada.org. You've been listening to FinTech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest FinTech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment FinTech sectors around the globe. 
and provides education, research, industry stewardship, services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.